When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisterino back with you to talk about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days for episode number three. And we have a lot to talk about with a man. And don't call him a super fan of 90 Day Fiance. That's Mr. 90 Day Fiance to you. It's Puya Zambakili. Puya, how are you? Rob, I am doing great. I am on the road right now, uh, coming to you live from Caleb's neck of the woods. A lot less douchier, I promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you realize how much work it was going to be to travel and then carry all your stuff and get to where you needed to go? Yeah, Rob, I, f- I finally understand. I understand what you do when you are on the road and you have to podcast. Bring I your brought- stuff. There's so many wires mm-hmm. coming out of my laptop right now. I have a hundred foot, uh, uh, what's it called? A um, cable for the internet. I've got my hub, my camera, my microphone. You, it's, you it's brought a hundred foot ethernet cable with you. I did because we're in the basement. We took the basement room and I had to, and I, the thing is I only have hundred foot cables for the ethernet. I don't mm-hmm. have any other size. Um, so I had to make sure that it reaches the modem and luckily there's enough give, but it was about the right size. So it worked out great. <laughs> so how many feet did you need? About 90. Oh, about 85, okay. 90. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 90 feet fiance. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Not a little bit less. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to talk about a week number three here of 90 Day Fiance before the nine days. Uh, We got some interesting backstory on a few different couples here. I do think that this seemed like this was a lighter episode. Maybe Christmas weekend, Puya. Maybe they didn't want to necessarily like uh, give up all of the goods this week. Yeah, they the, all they did was they gave us Ella and her storyline. We had we just got introduced to Ella, which was exciting. But then ultimately, everyone else had just arrived, and we're starting to peel back their story. But the big part of it is not here yet. That'll probably be next week, the week after, when they all start settling in and figuring out each other's flaws. Okay. The 90 Day Fiance season, I I feel like that, yeah, we meet all these characters in the beginning, but I think that sometimes it takes a little while to like really get into the momentum of everybody's story. Well, I do think that's also a product of their commitment to making these episodes an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Like the show as a 45 minute episode would be great because it will be just the great hits, just the big moments. But then when you have an hour and a half, you got to throw some filler in there and a little bit of just like, 
B-roll or shots that wouldn't make it normally. And then I feel like that's what would cause the drag out. Because I will say, watching the single life, Rob, it is just action-packed all the way through the middle filler. And really, that this is sort of like the before the 90 day. So we still have to do the disapproving friend and family members. We still got to do going to the airport. We got to do meeting at the airport. Uh, come on, like, so like everybody needs to go through like those basic like five or six like intro steps to get into then when the action is going to be going. So we're six hours into this season. But I think that basically after this week, I feel like all the pieces are set now we're ready to go it's like this was the pregame we're ready to party now now mm-hmm. we're gonna get all the all the meats and potatoes for everyone moving forward mm-hmm. into the rest of the season yeah hopefully uh not too much meat on uh, the plate unless uh gino is gonna be ordering for the table yeah gino's the only one that's going to be going all meat all potato all the time everyone else might throw some variety up in there okay well let's start off with our first uh new couple this week and that is going to be we spent a lot of time with ella and ella has a romantic interest in johnny oh yes ella has a lot of red flags for me. Um, so I'm very excited to peel back the, the Ella story here for the listeners. Uh, this was wild. We learned everything that you could possibly learn about Ella. And there were moments that I felt for Ella, but there were a lot of moments where I was like, I, I can't help but, you know, kind of feel a little cringed out by what I'm hearing from Ella. Okay. So let's talk through that. Uh, what's the big red flag here with Ella? All right. So first we learn from Ella, the first scene we see her B-roll, she gets dressed, goes outside and she's doing a little cosplay, Rob. She decides today I'm a soul reaper and she's outside in her backyard with a sword and she's, you know, going after this samurai and it's all lovely. You know, she's having fun. But then this is the segue where Ella tells us that she is, and I'm quoting, super into Asian culture. And it's not just cosplay. It's more than cosplay. She also loves fantasy, she tells mm-hmm. us. Um, she painted her whole house purple. This was as a result of, I guess, liking fantasy. She has a collection of dragons. She has a collection of anime posters. And then that's all we really learn about her being into the culture. So it was basically anime, cosplay, fantasy equals I'm, I'm a fan of the culture. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I feel like there's a little bit more that you're missing here. Yeah. Also, uh, it seems like that, you know, Asia is a, a continent. Um, I feel like that to say that, like, uh, you know, it, I, I now again, this is me not being necessarily like an expert in the area here. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine, you know, Chinese culture is not the same as uh, Korean culture is not the same as Japanese culture is not the same mm-hmm. uh, as Vietnamese culture. Uh, so just uh, like uh, it seems a little weird. Like I, my thing is uh, all I love uh, anything Asian. Yes, she treats it. It feels like she's treating it like it's a monolith, like it's all the same because, you know, she tells us that, oh, my God, Johnny is my perfect man. And like, I'm into all these things. But then she was pretty much showing us, you know, the samurai and stuff. That's Japanese culture. That's not Chinese culture. Johnny is Chinese. So I that's what I felt like, too, was it was you're pretty much putting all of it in a box and saying this is all one thing. And it gave me shades of Tariq when Tariq, we got introduced mm-hmm. to him that first time. And he's like, I love everything Thailand. But he was specific to he loves everything Thailand. 
And then Hazel's just happens to not be tied. So mm-hmm. that was the difference there. But with Ella, it just feels like she puts all of this um, in one box. But then we do get the backstory as to why Ella may have gravitated towards the world of fantasy um, specifically. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's her escape. Yeah, Ella certainly uh, seemed like that she had some issues with uh, people making fun of her in uh, her uh, school days uh, about her weight. Uh, She seems like she wants to uh, make some overtures to change that uh, about herself. Uh, There's some talk with Johnny is going to come and cook her healthy dinners because, I mean, Asian food is very healthy, Puya. Uh, yeah, that is uh, actually Ella's words. Um, she's like, you know, there's vegetables. It's healthy. I'm like, listen, I've had I've had my fair share. Some of it healthy. Some of it very much not healthy. You know, yeah, I could eat crab rangoons every day forever. I know they're not healthy. I, mm-hmm. You know, I know the truth. I know the truth out there. But no, I actually, yeah. So, so Ella's whole story about uh, telling us about her high school days, like she felt unwanted. She didn't feel like she belonged. It made her not want to go to school. And, yeah. and she, you know, fantasy ended up being a place for her to to escape from all this. And then she tells us, Rob, that she stopped looking for men in Idaho because the one she met did not treat her well. So she decided to go and look for her fantasy, which her fantasy was red hair, green eyes with a fox demon inside him. At all of that, it's Johnny who doesn't have any of those. Yeah, do they have that? <laughs> do they have that? Yeah. Um, How do you put that in the search? How I'm do you not put sure. Fox demon in the I don't search? know. I don't know that, that that uh the the fox demon. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you go about that. I mean, unless there, you know, someone who's very like toxic tendencies and works for Fox News or something. That's then it's a like, fox okay, demon. Yeah, or for like the Fox Network or something like mm-hmm. that. Maybe that's how you get that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she meets Johnny, who's 34. Yes. And Rob, I was fascinated because she tells us, again, I'm quote. I want to make sure you know I'm quoting Ella here. Um, she says that, yeah, after the Idaho stuff, my next man had to be Asian. So she went on an app called yeah. Asian Men, White Women. Hmm. And then she found Johnny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, she said it was a page, uh, not necessarily uh, an app uh, that, what do you think, a Facebook group this is? Uh, Could be a Facebook group, could be a forum board, uh, could be a page on an app for all I know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, mean, it makes sense that it would be an app. That's a very specific app to Mm -hmm. be out there. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, Johnny had a profile on Asian men, white women. And uh, here's Johnny. (laughs) And apparently they have a lot in common. They both love anime is what we hear. Um, They became official about six months prior to this moment, but they'd been talking for a year and a half. So they've got that going for them. Uh, She tells us we have some stuff in common like anime, but then, you know, just like I'm obsessed with Asian culture, Johnny's obsessed with Western culture. But then the picture they choose to show us of Johnny is him standing in front of a bunch of Colt's handguns in like some exhibit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, when he is obsessed with Western culture, uh, mm. is he obsessed with uh, life in the Western hemisphere or is he uh, streaming Yellowstone 1883 this weekend? 
See, that's a great question. Which direction is this? I would have thought, you know, I would have said, yeah, I was very much into Western culture, but then I would have described it with, yeah, I watched all the Fresh Prince growing up. I loved Full House. Mm-hmm. And that's how mm-hmm. I would have described it. Right. Uh, I don't. I can't tell with Johnny. I feel like he's excited to visit and 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 experience the USA. How he's seen it more so than maybe the shows is what I'm thinking. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, we'll find out that Ella is a uh, collector of sorts uh, during this episode. But one of the first things we find out is that she also seems to have a collection of dog hats. Uh, Do you think that Johnny knows about the collection of tiny dog hats? I don't know if Johnny's seen this. I have no idea. Because that would be a deal breaker for me. Really? A dog hat's (laughs) no-no for you. How how much is a collection? How many dog hats do we need? What's the deal? What's the number for you, Rob? Like, if it's four, is it fine? Is four okay? Look, as a uh, past dog owner, my wife had several dog hats. The dog doesn't like wearing hats. No pet does. No pet's <laughs> a fan of the clothing you give them. Never. Um, it's more so for our amusement, and we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, and maybe you have like a small breed of dog that you, you know, put a sweater on them, is cold out. Okay, maybe there's some function there, but the, the dog, uh, the dog cowboy hat, dog uh, the fireman hat, the, the dogs, <laughs> this is, they don't need this. Okay, so what I'm hearing, Rob, is that you're more so out on the dog hats in general than a collection. I think just even two hats, you might be out. I don't think a dog needs any hats. Well, tell that to Gino. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the Jasmine. Like, take, let me take off the hat. Take off the hat. Yeah. No hats, please. Hat off now. No hat. Yeah. Yeah. Take off the hat now. Okay. All right. Um, Mom is worried about Ella. Doesn't think that uh, this could work out. Ella's been burned before, Puya. Yes. So, Debbie, the mom, Definitely has some reservations. Obviously, she should. Legally, she is. Skeptical parent. You got to check that off every episode. Um, it was interesting because the mom, I could kind of tell where where Ella's insecurities may come from. Because the way the mom was talking to her about keeping a man and finding people, she kind of put her put Ella down a little bit. I thought it was like, because Ella said, you know, I know I'm not the, pr- I'm a prize, but I'm not the prize. And Debbie was like, exactly. Like, Debbie, that's your daughter. Like, yeah, hype her up a little bit. Come on. Oh, my God. So we find out that the, uh, uh, Ella's grown up on this ranch that her family has had for four generations. And her dream is one day to take over the ranch with Johnny. And obviously, Debbie's a little bit skeptical about and he that. Loves he loves Westerns. He's perfect for this role. If he just learns about the stuff and he seems keen, I think he could do better. I would say he would do better than um julia would on a on any kind of farm i feel like johnny seems like he's more interested yeah he doesn't mind the smelly animals i wouldn't think so Mm -hmm. it's not gonna come up yet Mm -hmm. so so yeah i think that he could be into this um that he is going to uh eventually uh come here is that what is that what the plan is or is she going to go see him no so she wants to see him but because of the pandemic she says, well, I can't go to China, but the plan is he's applying for a travel visa to visit her in Idaho and to stay with her for three months. Okay. All right. So I didn't even know we could do that on before the 90 day. Well, have the the counterpart come in. Well, yeah. I feel like this is one of those moments, Rob, where they, they saw their profiles and they thought, 
You are gold. We'll make we'll make it happen. We'll make an exception for you. Yeah. Okay. We are going to bend the rules here on yeah. before the ninety day. For I guess technically it's still before the ninety day period because I think he would still have to do the K one visa to then move permanently, right? So I we can make that 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 could make sense. But then also a lot some of the countries wouldn't be allowed into the U S. or would have trouble. So that's why the before part works. Um, but no, it is fascinating because I do like when we get at least one couple that does it the other way around is good okay so we're gonna see ella go off on some sort of like sex in the city brunch uh with her uh <laughs> lady friends uh sonia and then uh there's uh, another person they pick up uh yeah uh corby her best corby. friend from high school yeah corby that's short for something uh probably maybe i don't mm-hmm. know i've never heard of the name could okay. be a nickname. Okay. So, all right. Sonia was, is her roommate, a uh, current roommate or past roommate? No, Sonia is the current roommate, roommate of eight months now. Yeah, they're like sisters, Ella and Sonia. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, Corby seems to be a name from Scotland um, or could be short for Corbin. Corbin. Okay. Yeah. I like that name. So, all right. Then they're going to go pick up uh, Corby. Uh, We hear a little bit about how Johnny is going to be cooking for Ella. Uh, He has not seen, uh, I guess, a a full body photo of Ella. Uh, May not be aware of uh, her uh, weight. Yeah, so what we hear and what the vibe I got from Ella is that Ella does um, show, you know, they do video chats and stuff, but there might be photos taken at an angle, maybe a little bit of touch up done. She, We know for sure she's shown her face. He's seen, we've seen him in a video compliment her face, but he might not really know uh, beyond that a lot. But they, I mean, Rob, we heard that they get intimate on video chat, so they definitely are doing oh, yeah. stuff. Well, yes, we'll, we'll, get, we'll uh, explore that. Oh, thank God. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, just one other thing about Johnny. Uh, Johnny has a son. His name is Stony. Yes, Stony. Good old Stony. Uh, five-year-old son who he has full custody of. Uh, he is a divorced single dad, but the son lives with Johnny's grandparents so that he can mm-hmm. go to work and stuff and then he still sees his son a couple times a month as well yeah and stoney's mom allegedly already has like another family again uh we do not hear from stoney's mom we don't really get to hear uh her side of the story but the show kind of paints her as being sort of just like uh abandoning her kid and going off to a new life yeah, she's the villain of the story, the way they've made it seem for us. And mm-hmm. Johnny is the hero. However, uh, there is a couple more things that they talk about as friends before we get to the story that I know we're going to touch on. Is that um, uh, so apparently Corby is married to a man named Pow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pow was her husband who was born in Asia. And there was this weird exchange with yeah. Ella where Ella was like, yeah, I was kind of, like, I was very irritated because. You know, Asian's my thing. That's my so how thing. How could you do that? That's my it's thing. Like, yeah. You can't call dibs on a continent. I call Are dibs. You, you don't even like uh, Asian culture like I do. 
that's such like first of all you can't gatekeep a society mm-hmm. that's just not a thing mm-hmm. and then moreover to to give your friend grief like this it was a little awkward i mean i'm sure it seemed like it was tongue-in-cheek uh, corby didn't seem bothered by it but given everything else we learned i was a little bothered by it, so i wanted to put that <laughs> out there um then the other thing was her friends brought up that the one red flag they have on johnny is that he's gonna leave his child behind to come see ella in idaho and sonia the the roommate says in my culture you don't leave your child behind mm-hmm. it's like you're it's first of all he's not abandoning the child he's coming here for three months he's gonna see your friend who you love and adore and you think is worth it he's gonna test the waters and he's gonna go back and he's with the grandparents yeah. i sonia was making mountains out of nothing yeah and, you know, to Sonia, who says that, you know, a parent wouldn't want to leave a child behind. This sounds like a woman who uh, might not have been in lockdown with kids for a couple of years. <laughs> You'd consider it, Sonia. Yeah, I could tell that she had an experience Zoom school when <laughs> I walled her up. So you you do have the leg up there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going? What? Oh, OK. fine saturn okay well i'll check it out okay sounds good yeah all right they're making some good points in saturn yeah all right let's go check it out puya but we need to talk about the relationship between ella and johnny because that they're they're not just uh chatting away okay things have advanced they have sexually mm-hmm. digitally mm-hmm. yep yeah yep. so while we have not gotten i guess a like a full body uh, uh native like 360 <laughs> shot for here for ella we they, they have had uh intimate time over video yes um and I'm tr- going to try and phrase this in, in the cleanest way possible. So okay. bear with me. Okay. Um, Ella will go to second base <laughs> and then solo. And then on the other side of the world, uh, uh, Johnny will reach completion, will arrive at the destination. But then while making weird faces, and again, Ella says this, she's like, and I just watch him make weird faces while arriving at the destination. Which I thought, if it's weird, why are you looking at it? Like it just feels like a weird thing to describe well, it as. In fairness to Ella, like if uh, you know, uh, w- like where do you want him to uh, point the camera? Uh, I mean, uh, what 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 a- angle do you want? If you're directing this film, uh huh. Well, it's not going to get nominated for an Oscar. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right here. Mm-hmm. First of all, I, I mean. I- it depends, Rob. It depends. It, is like is you want a, a you want a reaction shot? What do you want? I don't. It's like we FaceTime all the time. We're not doing other time all the time, mm-hmm. so maybe that's the choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it depends on the preference of the person. Ultimately, uh, with these with these activities, mm-hmm. what, the, what what everyone wants to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Um- it's interesting, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, it's well, I don't know. Is Johnny on a uh, on a tripod here? I mean, I feel like that. Uh, talk uh, about, I mean, we we heard Ella talk about how you know this, this can be uh, difficult to navigate the holding the phone. Well, he's on a tripod. I don't know if his phone is. That's the question. <laughs> 
I feel like ultimately for me, the only thing that I have a qualm with is if you're talking about something being weird, I don't want to see it. All right. I will tell you all this. Rob pulled out a selfie stick. Um, he is now practicing what would might work and he's trying to figure it out by doing mm-hmm. the activity himself. Well, I mean, the trick is I think you don't want the selfie stick in the shot. I mean, I think that the art of using the selfie stick is that mm-hmm. you never want to make it look like you're holding a selfie stick. So you kind of want to be like, uh, like natural of having a, uh, like the, you know, the selfie stick, like sort of out of the frame. I feel like for that, the ideal activity, like it's a two-hander activity, I feel like. Not necessarily. selfie stick? No, not having the selfie stick is ideal is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like a tripod would probably make more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's one. this is one of those situations where my podcaster self wants to say, well, maybe we'll find out down the line. But personally, I'm saying I'm good with the level of uh, mystique (laughs) they leave us with here. I'm okay not finding out how they they go about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, you know, listen, Ella is, we find out a very sexual person. Okay. Mm -hmm. We find out she does not just have a dragon collection. She does not just have a tiny dog hat collection. Yeah. She has, um, an electric toothbrush collection, but the toothbrush part is silent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 She has, uh, a, uh, collection of, electric devices that help her uh with uh her uh activities yes and we find this out from her roommate who breaks that news to her best friend from high school corby sonia's like yes she it's not just the dragon she's got other collections too so interesting yeah corby was surprised surprised. she found that very surprising and uh sonia's like well no, no, it's 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 true. She has like she's like you know how she has like a lot of dragons and and, and Corby's like that I, I had I had no idea. Hey Corby, it's twenty twenty one, okay? Yeah, everyone's got access. Corby, relax, okay? Yeah, That's how the world is. Yeah, okay? don't don't we'll yuck see. anybody's yum, Corby. Okay? Yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, we were not yucking Johnny and Ella's um, yum. We were just confused about the technological implications and how it would go about using them. We're just asking questions that we didn't yeah. like. We don't direct the show. Yeah, we're broadcasters. We're curious from that standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. I got all this tech. What's the ideal way? I don't know. I'm always thinking about, like, what's the, be- what's the best way to do this? I work in production, Puya. Exactly. You're like... Would a ring light be better or should mm-hmm. they get like two lights? Is that the move? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of decisions that have to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Front facing camera, back facing camera. What do you want? What do you want to do? Yeah. I mean, we all know front facing camera is the weaker camera on any phone. It's the worst so, camera. Exactly. So mm-hmm. how do you go about it? Do you just put the back camera facing you, but then you don't know how you're looking? Do you need that to adjust as you go along? But then are you looking at yourself? It's a whole, mm-hmm. it's complicated. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my idea. Okay. Uh, Ooh, it's called, uh, it, invent a new phone. Okay. It's got the back camera in the front. Okay. There you go. And, and is this camera being advertised as the best camera for <laughs> these activities? Like, is that the market? Are you point? in a long distance relationship? <laughs> we got this camera. Yeah. Ba- it's called back to front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right name. 
Hmm. Uh, we can workshop it. We don't have to release right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's got the front. It's got the back camera in the front. And maybe we can get like Sir Mix-a-Lot involved in like the marketing campaign of like, uh, hey, um, my baby's got back in the front. What? Yeah. Check out my new iPhone 15. <laughs> Baby's what do you mean? Front. Yeah, baby's got front. Maybe got baby, baby got front. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fronting. I am now. Yeah. I'm are, not you, fronting, are you? Are you fronting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the 900 units we sell of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know one couple that'll be picking this up. I mean, if listen, if if any phone decides one to in make- purple. All the colors. I think you want to have that variety. People do like picking customizable options. Yeah. Well, I'm saying so. for Ella, this is the one for her. Oh, that she will buy that the pre-order. It's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. We'll see uh, that Ella has been unlucky in love before. There was another guy she met up with. Uh, described only here as the Indian guy uh, that she met mm-hmm. up with him. And then uh, in person, he did not want anything to do with her. Yeah. She met a guy from India um, and it just didn't pan out. She thought he was the, he was the one, but yeah, when they were together, he didn't really give her any advancement, which made her feel very self-conscious and insecure as well. Um, that she's the problem, basically. Mm-hmm. So she says that she's decided until she meets Johnny, she can't fully trust him. Yeah. So that's a fair that's a fair decision, I think, from Ella. You know, there's a lot of that here in the 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day. It's like, hey, we are one way on video chat on the FaceTime, but like, uh, what's it going to be like in real life? Right. And I feel like it's definitely a very valid concern. You know, as someone who met their partner online first mm-hmm. and then met them in person. I've totally honored this. So I was sweating. I was so worried because like, I don't know how it's going to be in person. Like the hope is that the, the vibes are the same. The jokes are bouncing off the same way. The, the attract, like everything fits in that moment where you're in person when it does, it's a moment of like, Oof, thank God. But the, yeah, the lead up is like, well, you never know. You never know with these things because no matter how open you are to someone online or digitally, you might not be able to put out that same energy or give that same energy in person, which will be very, very difficult. So that's why when I hear someone describe someone as, yeah, they were they were how I thought they were going to be um, when we met in person. That's perfect because they represented themselves very well. I think I find myself to be very um, outgoing talkative, expressive when I'm online, whether I'm texting or on a video call. But then in person, if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I'm very shy and very quiet and I can't help it. That's just who I am. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's not who you were expecting right out the gate potentially. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, We will see. Uh, Next step. You think that uh, we're going to go and check out Johnny's life or do you think that uh, we're going to get Johnny out here? No, I think the next time on does show us meeting Johnny a little bit. Um, Johnny's going to be talking to his mom and expressing to her uh, how who Ella is. Because I saw the mom say, well, um, how like what is she big? And then Johnny says, it's America. They eat a lot of desserts and meat and stuff. So 
We're going to meet Johnny and his family. Yeah, we we'll do. see how we feel about them. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I, I got to talk about uh, Kimberly and Usman slash uh, Soja Boy. Uh, I feel like we, we uh, move the ball forward a lot here with, uh, with Kimberly. They delivered. They delivered, and I can't wait to talk about them. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Puya, let's talk about Kimberly. Uh, she arrives in Tanzania. She's headed to the hotel room. And she is uh, going to be heading out for the recording of the big music video. Yeah, so she, uh, as we know, she got invited or invited herself to Tanzania for the for the shooting of the it's video debatable. Zara. Who knows if you ask um, uh, <laughs> if you ask Usman's friends, they have a different if answer than what Slam she has. Tea. Mm-hmm. Slam T, bad moves. They might have other thoughts on it. But then she arrives at the airport, right? And then she leaves. She gets a, uh, someone approaches her for a cab, and she's like, "Are you are you good?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, okay. She said, well, you better be because I was in the military. And mm-hmm. and then she gives us a Philip Shepard-esque confessional about how she was in the military and she could kill someone with her bare hands. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. Kimberly, first of all, relax. Okay, you're she on She was vacation. the secretary. Yeah, we learned a lot about her this episode. But Rob, the resort she went to is beautiful. Yeah. I was jealous. Nice resort. Very jealous. Nice resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kimberly, so I, I guess, so... uh Usman says uh, she can come. Kimberly, uh, who uh, is either independently wealthy or going to be like uh, deeply in debt after her run in with Soja Boy, uh, she ends up getting the honeymoon suite at said resort. Yes. So she books the honeymoon suite and she tells us she has intentions here. Yeah. She has plans. And, and the honeymoon resort is her making sure those plans are met. I mean, based on the amount of expenditure we saw from her in this episode alone, and based on the place we saw her living at, I didn't think the two match, but also she is the person who's put $8,000 on a Michael Jackson hat. So she has me. Yeah, um, that hat may be going up for sale sometime soon to recoup some of the costs <laughs> of this trip, which honestly, you are I know a Michael Jackson collector. Heart. I have some good news. There might there be another hat assets. on the market. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. my oh my, did she put money on this? It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, so uh, she gets set up uh, at the, at the room. Uh, she uh, again, not not her boyfriend yet. Uh, she is potential. Yes, I was thinking about it, and I think potential might be one of the worst things. Like, I'd rather be called someone's friend than someone's potential. Because potential is just purgatory. It's a you don't know. You're hoping for the best, but could get the worst. And Mm -hmm. if I flew out to see someone as a potential, 
That is so much on the heart and on the line. It's a bad spot to be, Rob. Yeah, because in the potential, uh, I mean, it's not really like uh, you are on the same page. Uh, There is a power disparity in being potential. Like he is uh, the bachelor and you are a contestant uh, at that point where you are a potential. Yes, you're you're the applicant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like that dynamic at all. I don't want to be on either side, specifically on the side of the applicant as well, um, because you have more to lose. But then so she arrives a day before he does. The next day comes through, Rob, and it's time for her to go get Usman. And what better way to go greet your potential than wear a T-shirt with his face on it? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. They get some of that Usman merch. It's that it's a power move, Rob. Would you now would you and you don't tell Nicole this, but would you wear a T-shirt with her face on it one day as a Mm. surprise? You think that would land well? If I had a T-shirt with Nicole, uh, Nicole, like a poster of Nicole on the T-shirt, would she like it? Um, I I think it would uh, go over well. I think she would like it. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It might depend on the picture for me. I feel like I could pick a embarrassing Liana photo, and no, you know what, Liana's good. She would appreciate the meme of it. I think she'd be okay. I think I'd be in the. I wouldn't be in the doghouse. I'd be yeah. fine. Okay, she's also gonna bring uh, roses to uh, Usman. A big bouquet of roses. Yes, and yeah. this is not the roses we saw her decorate the entire honeymoon suite with, which we do see later. Mm-hmm. Separate from that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm wondering if Usman told her he likes roses. Uh, he's because he seemed to react positively. I would not necessarily like uh, going to go and meet somebody and they are going to hand me a bouquet of roses because it's like, wait, carry this around now. Right. It's a great gesture because it's all about the gesture and what we have been taught the gesture to mean. It's a sign of affection. So it's great. But then. I don't want to lug it around, especially if I've got my own there's luggage to carry. to fall off, there's thorns. Uh, right. what I, like, it's always like dripping water. <laughs> I don't want to carry yeah, roses might, around. It might be more of a burden. I mean, depends on who, right? I feel like some people right now are listening, like, you guys are ridiculous. If someone gave me a bouquet of roses, be like, that's so amazing. That's so sweet. It is sweet. But then I have to smile as I transport it, and I don't like that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to be all Calebi over here, but uh, I don't. I don't want to carry around another thing. Oh my God, Rob, that is so different, though. Caleb, <laughs> don't put yourself okay. in that camp. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're you, you're better than that. Okay, I'm you better. Know you are. I'm better than yeah. that. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we see now. Okay, shift to Usman. He is getting ready to go and pick up Kimberly. He's going with uh, his guys. Slam T and Bad Moose. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, he, the, those are the guys that are coming. Uh, did we see Bad Moose last week? Or, 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 or you know, I think we, we think his name was Bad Moves. Yeah, we, we did Bad Moose dirty by thinking his name was Bad Moves. <laughs> bad, bad Moves move is us. a better name. Uh, I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> so Bad Moose and uh, Slam T are going mm. to go to the airport. Soldier Boy has one instruction. Don't. Call Kimberly Superfan. Right. And that was a very interesting thing we learned because initially Slam T says, do you think your Superfan's here? And Usman's like, 
do not call her that. Call her a fan. And I thought, hold on. He, he can call her a fan, but not a super fan. Why? Is there implications that a super fan is like wild or too much? Like, w- what is the connotation mm-hmm. they put on this? Super fan, I guess, is sort of like a stalker. I think that's what they're alluding to, mm-hmm. which points can be made depending on what fandom we're looking at. Super fan could not be a great yeah. word. Depending. Okay. Yeah, Don't fair. call Kimberly a uh, super fan. Uh, Soja Boy meets Kim and says that actually she's much better than he expected. Way better. He tells way us better. way better. Well, mm-hmm. What was he expecting? I do not know. I have no idea. But then he tells us that he tells us in confessional that it was way better than what he was expecting. But then he tells her, yeah, you don't look 50 at all. You look 31, 32. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with like eyeballing people's ages. But then I could tell Usman is letting it on a little thick. Mm-hmm. No offense to Kim, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Okay. So Slam T comes out. First thing. He says to Kimberly is that he calls her a super fan. Yep. Hey, super fan. The immediate. Don't call me that. Yeah. Literally. Okay, one, rule number one. Don't call her super fan. Slam T comes out. What first thing he does calls her super fan. And uh, is this slam T is trying to sabotage this uh, from the jump. Puya. Yeah, this is Slam T understanding the assignment, but deciding not to do it. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't care. Um, because it felt very much so that it was clear that was one request, and he decided not to do it. It got a complete rise out of her. He got to play the I don't get it card, and it made her more mad because she seems like she's unreasonable for not liking it. So it's a slam dunk for Slam T because of what he wants to do. Yeah. Okay. So let me just ask you this question. Uh, mm-hmm. The guys feel like that the relationship with Kimberly is not good for uh, Soja Boy's image. Yes. Uh, do you concur? Okay. So it depends on what kind of image are they talking about. And it's very clear they're talking about they want him to be a successful rapper, celebrity mm-hmm. person. And I think that based on, you know, the things we see on the Internet, things we see in the news, Kimberly would not be your conventional partner of a successful rapper or or celebrity. Right. Um, I think they expected Zara to fit that mold more than mm-hmm, Kimberly would. Mm-hmm. So that's what they are. They're feeling. And I think that they are attempting to put a divide here because they feel that very strongly. Hmm. So what what Slam T and uh, Bad Moose are saying is that so this is not ideal for Soja Boy to be dating a or have a potential 50 uh, year old woman slash uh, super fan as his romantic interest, potentially fiance. Yes, I think that's what it is. And their alternatives are either you go with someone uh, younger or mm-hmm. you, you roll single because you're a rapper yeah. or a celebrity and like you got to be like solo. But Puya, may I play devil's advocate for a moment, please? Yes. 
Could this not be good for Soja Boy's image? I mean, think about this. Okay, so here is Kimberly. Kimberly, uh, she's she's got the MacBook Pro. She's got the PS5. She says, hey, uh, I that he could have another wife. He could have another family. Doesn't he look like the ultimate baller that he has just this other relationship that's there to buy him PS5s? He's such a he's such a catch that 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 all this uh, this other woman just wants it wants to be around him will shower him with gifts. Slam tea. And he's on TV. Soja Boy uh, might not be some uh, punk idiot like you think, Slam T. Give my man some credit. He is very calculated in what he's doing, and he is reaping quite a bit of reward. We can see this with clear eyes, obviously. Um, However, I think as far as the public image goes, Rob, the fact that he's already done this before with (laughs) someone else makes it look like more of a pattern that is uncool than cool. <laughs> um, so that is probably the is issue here. Soja Boy cool. I think Cooler he's than cool. Akiva, yes. <laughs> Put it on the census. <laughs> is Usman cool? I would love to see it. I would love to see what people think about it. I mean, he is now the coolest kid in his neighborhood mm-hmm. because Rob, he has something that a lot of us did not, were not able to get our hands on during this pandemic, uh, which you've already alluded to, mm-hmm. but the gifts Kimberly gave you, him. Uh, you, you're not talking about Kimberly. No, no okay. I'm talking about what Kimberly brought in yes. present. Form. Yes. Yes. A PS yes. five. I mean, so boy, like, I mean, Puya, if you found out that, like uh, in in addition to I already have a wife, but then I had another wife who was just out there who was like giving me presents and then uh, that everybody was was cool with this arrangement. You said, boy, Rob must have something going on. Yeah. What is what is Rob? What is Rob's assets? Mm-hmm. Like what does what he bring to the table? Like what what is the it would be very. A big allure, yeah. a big like I need to investigate this. Yeah. What is he doing? And and then, you know, maybe behind the scenes, like I have some uh like some producer type, let's just call him Slam M. And he'd be like, Hey, what are you doing? This isn't good for your image. Then why do you have this other this other lady who's like your other wife who is just like buying you presents? Like, what if this got out? Like, I look, mind your own business, Slam M. But then I definitely realized the devil's advocate you played because I don't think you'd listen to Slam M either. <laughs> like, you'd be like, what is Slam M on? Like, no, that's not, I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. Okay. I get you a little bit more now, Rob. I do. <laughs> so much more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, uh, so Soja Boy is uh, like, I, I think he's a, you know, a uh, smooth operator. He's calculated. He, Rob, he got these gifts while looking a potential suitor in the face and telling them, mm-hmm. you are not my girlfriend. You are my potential. You are because potential. I, I would love to go through the steps before he re- receives these gifts that he got. So she and she, she walks him into his hotel room. She said, okay, I'm going to let him freshen up or whatever. Come to my room after you're done. I want to give you your presents. So then. He shows up and he sees the rose petals everywhere and she's done this like grand romantic gesture and his immediate reaction was, um, 
why are you doing this? Like, what is this? I thought your potential, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, well, you know, she thinks that he thinks that it's too much that she got the most expensive room because he's not her boyfriend yet. So he tells us all of this stuff. And we obviously know that she thinks she can convince him to stay with all these gestures. And then she presents him with first a MacBook because he broke his. So yeah, a whole MacBook that is not cheap either. Then the PS five. And then again, to her face, Usman says, you know, you're really looking like a good potential right now. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. you're doing it right. But in the potential department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that Kimberly misplayed this here. Puya. So I, I think that Kimberly needs to say, okay, like, uh, oh, I have these wrapped boxes over here. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder what's inside them. Uh, I guess uh, that if somebody sleeps in my room tonight, uh, they, the first person to sleep in my room tonight can open one of these boxes tomorrow morning. <laughs> she, and that would be this the way. Was, yeah, this is like, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the bad guys like, uh, you know, steal your family member. And then you gave them the suitcase with a million dollars in it. But then they, 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 but you didn't get the family member back at the same time. You just gave them the suitcase. Yeah. It's like, it's like she was going for like the emotional blackmail, but then gave away everything and then isn't going to be able to successfully pull it off. Kimberly fumbled the bag. Yes. And I'll say this. I've never thought I was closer to seeing someone make love to a gaming console <laughs> than when Usman was hugging Usman, and kissing you know, his PS5. Yeah, PS5, uh, that P stands for more than potential, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple letters missing in between the P and the S. Um, it was very much getting hot and heavy because he kissed the PS5 more times than he kissed uh, Kimberly. Yeah. Which Tim- Kimberly should be like many red flags, but I think Kimberly is convinced that she can she feels she said to yeah. us, you know, Rob, she's persuasive. She thinks she can change this potential into a we're together. Do you think that that the actual love of uh, Usman slash Soja Boy is electronic equipment uh, and not like what we're talking about with Ella Puya? Because he seemingly falls for the PS5. But did you notice Usman's shirt? I do not. What did the shirt say? The shirt said big letters. USB. <laughs> Rob, yes, that is a great, great shout. Um, but I must confess, given the fact that I've listened to his music a bunch, I know that that's his comp- like, like his broadcasting company. Oh, his, um, USB? Okay. USB, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, the USB port, that's where uh, you hang out to see uh, Soja Boy? <laughs> I mean, if his company's name is USB... I'll, just like you've called it your studio, your apartment, calling it your the port. That's mm-hmm. that's good at marketing right there. I like that. Okay. All right. So we'll see. But Kimberly, not happy. Not happy. But where's she going? Where's she going? Is she going to leave? She is not going anywhere. Rob. She's not she, going anywhere. Mm-mm. Yeah. Even when Usman said to her, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still going back to my room and took the console yeah. with him. She'll be here tomorrow morning. She has uh, what we call uh, no leverage, no hand Mm -hmm. for uh, for Kimberly. Yeah. Right. And then in the next time on with them, we find out that uh, there is a artist, a woman who has found out that Usman's in in the city and has organized to meet with him. And then so he meets up with this artist with Kimberly there. 
And then the artist goes, well, I know why you're here, but why is Kim here? And Rob, this is when we said we're going to get to the deep dives and to the good bits. This is the good bits from next week that we can expect. Because I think Kimberly is going to show her signs of getting annoyed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So uh, let's see. And let's find out if uh, Slam T and Bad Moose uh, might have actually had a point here. Okay. Uh, We'll find out next week with uh, Kimberly and Soja Boy. Um, we should uh, spend some time with uh, Memphis uh, and Hamza this week because we got to see a lot more about Hamza, what's going on on his end of things, where we really just saw only Memphis's side for the first two weeks of the show, Puya. Yes. So this episode, both for Hamza and then later on with Jimena, this is where we meet the non-American counterparts properly for the first time because they did the same sequence where they show us uh, Memphis arrives at the airport, gets on the flight, is excited, about to get there. And then they zoom back out to 48 hours earlier and we meet Hamza. So here are the things we learned about Hamza. Yeah. He loves kickboxing. Yeah. Okay. And then his quote's not mine. He does prefer a plump girl with a sexy body. Uh, he doesn't like a boring woman. Um, he does give us some insight into um, uh, people in Tunisia. Society might see uh, American women as a little bit loose or like um, non-conservative. But he doesn't. And then he says, well, I don't like a boring woman. I do wish he had less relationships. Not going to lie. The more Pick a lane, Puya. There were a lot of red flags, Rob, mm-hmm. basically, with Hamza. It was like, oh, he's he's talking, he's po- body positive. Nope, he's a douche. Oh, he he's oh, he's saying, you know, there's some outdated thinking in my society, but no, he's backing it. So <laughs> he was playing jump rope with me for like 20 minutes here. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Okay. Um so yeah, we see Hamza at kickboxing practice. Uh, that he's like uh, he's got a, a friend who a uh, pretty supportive friend. Uh, that that you know the skepticism is going to come from the family here. Uh, his friends are uh, seemingly on board. Friends is going to join him in America. Yeah, his friend was like, "Can I show me a picture?" Oh wow, do you think she has a sister? Can mm-hmm. I marry the sister? I would love to come with you. And then later on, with his friend that drops him off at the airport. They're also very supportive of him with Memphis. They would love for him to get out of Tunisia and um, go, you know, go to America for a better living. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of the drama here is going to come between Hamza and Mumza. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. Well done. Mom does not uh, really like this, uh, that she's very concerned about Memphis, uh, the clothes that she wears, and, you know, what does she want with her boy? Yes. So there's a lot of skepticism coming from Hamza's mom. And what we learn here from from Hamza, basically, and his living, he still lives with his mom and sister. Mm -hmm. And um, his parents divorced when he was 10. Yeah. And then... His mom is pretty much his primary caregiver and does everything for him mm-hmm. and doesn't allow him to help. Uh, these are the things we learn about him. So clearly they're a very yeah. tight knit family of three. So and mom is very involved with mm-hmm. his life. Right. And this and, is also uh, red flag territory uh, that I would imagine that uh, when there is a man who uh, is uh, not self-sufficient in any way uh that that could be 
problematic in a, a new relationship, right? Absolutely. Because like I will say, um, having you know been born and raised in the Middle East, uh, now Tunisia is in Africa, but they do share some similarities to Middle Eastern culture. A lot of families roll like this where, yeah, if you're not married, you're pretty much still living with your family and, and the parents are still doing everything. Um, so now some people branch out. They become self-sufficient. They do their own thing. Some people don't. They stay in. But what you said, Rob, rings 100 percent true. If if you are talking about someone continuously as and I'm quoting, you want someone that can that you and your kids can trust, that can be a father figure. The dude doesn't do his own laundry or sheets. So. Mm-hmm. I would be a little bit concerned about this because he might not be ready for not only doing stuff for himself, but for three other people. There's a lot of commitment right there. Yeah. I mean, this is probably like a good man test of like (laughs) if if mom left the house for a week, uh, would would the adult son die? Uh, That's like a good (laughs) test. And if the answer is unclear, that's, I think, a red flag. Yeah, can you can your son keep the house in the and themselves in the same mm-hmm. condition as if you left a cat alone for four or five days? If a cat can do better, then you're in a bad spot. It's not good. That's not great. Okay, no. So yeah, the mom doesn't mind that she's a foreigner, but she has definitely has some concerns about her pictures. Uh, was uh, short skirts. We mm-hmm. find out that you know shades of Brandon and Julia Puya, our friend. Um, mm-hmm. that Amza has uh, maybe misrepresented the situation here that Memphis, uh, a woman in her 30s, uh, would be allowed to stay in the same room as him. Uh, this is not true. Mm-mm. Definitely not happening. Hamza, I think, thought that he could convince his mom about it. About, hey, listen, um, these uh-huh. are kind of outdated thoughts. Like, come on. Like, we're, it's 2021. Can we do it this way? Mom was like, no, you cannot until you're married. And even his sister was saying this. They were like, you can't do that. It's not going to work. That's why she's going to sleep in the bedroom. You get the living room until you're married. And not only do I think Memphis is going to have a problem with this, Rob, but did you catch the next scene when they were putting sheets on the bed for her? And it's like the most childish cow and sheep sheets you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. mom uh, might have been uh, with the intentional block uh, here for this. I, I think that mom uh, is trying to like uh, represent, uh, you know, Hamza is a child, ma'am. Yes. Yes, and and there's nothing quite desexualizing about a bed than throwing on like cartoonish farm animals onto the sheets. Mm-hmm. I feel like that does make the bed very less alluring. Yes, uh, so I hear. Uh, so, <laughs> Puya, what's the age difference with uh, Memphis and Hamza? Okay, so what do we learn about Hamza? Hamza's 28 years old. Okay, so Memphis- it's, it's not a big disparity because she's 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six years. Not not that much. Yeah, really. Uh, that in ninety day terms, this is like uh, nothing. Right. However, I feel like when we learn about their ways of living, and and you know, Memphis has come up and Hamza's come up. One of them is way older in in life lived than the other. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Yes. And do we get like a good backstory of why twenty eight year old Hamza is a man child? Outside of the fact that it's just the the culture that he's surrounded with and the way that, you know, him and his family live, no. Because it doesn't seem like he's made any attempts to 
come out of this shell and be self-sufficient. Although he did give me something that was endearing. He tells us a little bit more about how he wants to help his mom out mm-hmm. when, it, when and if he moves to the States. And it's because in his, in his community, in his society, uh, they see divorced women as less valuable and that his mom has a tough time finding employment as a result. So that did make me feel some feels. Sure. Um, however, he didn't make it seem like he he's staying with his family for that reason. He seems like he's staying with them because that's the norm is what more mm-hmm. likely is what he um, highlighted. For yeah. us and he also spoke about that. It's hard uh, to find work uh, in uh, Tunisia in the you know uh, current job market. But it also didn't seem like you would think that he would be really like uh, scratching and clawing to try to find any employment considering the situation he told us about uh, with his mom. And I don't know if yeah. like this, if the kickboxing is like, uh, is he uh, like uh, making any money doing kickboxing or is that just a hobby? Yeah, uh, no, that looked like more of a passion hobby type thing than a, than an employment thing. I do think that he has kind of bottom lined it of, well, the salary is better on average in the state. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the move. That's where we need to go. Yeah. He's playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, he mentions obviously that with the pandemic, it's been hard to find employment of any sorts. Uh, but also when he says that, is he trying to look for jobs? We've seen we've seen men on 90 Day before talk about how the market's rough for work, but then haven't been applying to many mm-hmm. jobs and yeah. like specifically applying to like the ones they like and not everything to try and get something. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me also say this on the record. I'm a, a good looking guy. Got a nice fade. Yes. Yes, I definitely have hair envy from mm-hmm. Hamza. He's rocking a great, great head of hair. hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beard is, himself on, nice. is on point. So look, uh, like I, I understand where Memphis is coming from. She's yeah, willing so to overlook a lot of these red flags. It's a good looking guy, Rob. What can we good say? Good looking guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there, uh, we're going to see Hamza going to go to the airport uh, that he does not drive. Puya. Uh, we had heard about an unfortunate incident with the driving instructor. Yep, he does not drive. He did go to driving school, looked like he could have passed, but he got into a tiff with his driving instructor and then failed. But then I guess he didn't go and get another driving instructor, mm-hmm. didn't try. Otherwise, he just kind of left it. He could so, have been on the bad list after that. He might have been, yeah, blackballed from potentially mm-hmm. doing more driving. That's fine, though. He has his friend Yusuf, who ends up driving him to the airport. Who was, again, very nice, very supportive of his endeavors. Okay. So we see Memphis. Uh, she's going to go freshen up in the airport. A lot of that going on here in the before the 90 day. A lot of people are under the belief that when they get to the airport, if they slap some water on their <laughs> neck and armpits, that they're magically going to freshen up and it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Um, we don't see myself- Mike try that, but yeah. Dude, my, listen, Mike did not try it. Uh, Gino didn't even shower after his flight. The Most of the guys coming in are gross mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Caleb was the only one that gave a gave a damn. And then here we have Memphis trying to do something before meeting up with Hamza. Mm-hmm. OK, so then uh, they meet up and ha- happy meeting. Everything looked great. They seemed happy, but almost Instantly, 
Memphis realizes, yeah, this language barrier is going to be a bit of an issue for us. It's not going to be good. And you could tell this was going to be awkward for them because she's asking him stuff and he's replying with, yeah, it's cold outside. That Mm. was not what she asked. But hey, if they're going to make it work, Rob, that Google Translator app better come in handy. Yeah, I feel good about them. I think that they're going to figure out a way to uh, make it work. It seems like that the issue here is more going to be uh, Hamza's mom. Right. Well, we do see the next time on. And this is when Hamza breaks the news on the ride back that they're not going to sleep in the same room. And Memphis does say, well, he's already lied to me now. I don't love that. And we know that Memphis is organized, Rob. She had a three week plan on how this was going to go. Week one, meet and greet. Week two, marriage. Week three, honeymoon. Is it all going to work out? Is this going to change anything? We'll see. But I do agree. They seem to really like each other. So hopefully everything works out there. We'll have to see. Puya, should we uh, head over to Colombia? Let's let's head over to Colombia. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, in Colombia, let's go and uh, check out Mike. Uh, So we see a little bit of uh, Mike packing and uh, he is going to uh, bring some toys and then also a ring. I was watching this uh, questionable parenting choice by me uh, that I was eating breakfast and watching this. And so my kids ended up uh, going to the room uh, and my eight year old son was like, wait, he's going to get married to this woman and he never even met her. Oh, Dominic, welcome mm-hmm. to the reality TV living. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he has plans. <laughs> They've not met, but he has plans. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's getting married? Wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, he how doesn't even you... speak <laughs> Spanish and she doesn't even speak English. Yeah, how do you explain that to a kid? Of like, yeah, and also they don't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've never met. Um, his family doesn't approve, but hey, it's going to work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, skeptical dad, skeptical grandpa, uh, they give uh, Mike some parting words. They do. It was very sweet, Rob. I thought it was very sweet, the um, the interaction between his grandfather and him. I actually do love the grandfather. and the, I love that they were in the exact same seats as last time. Mm-hmm. They had not yeah, Everybody's spots. in their chair. Right. They're chilling. It was great. I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing that little exchange. Yeah. All right. So Mike's going to the airport. We had a cliffhanger last week of like, oh, oh like uh, they told us next time, like, wait, hold on. Is she here? Is she there? Does she, is she going to stand me up? Uh, we got that whole sequence here this week and she was just on a different floor. That's it. She was at, like not at the baggage claim, past baggage claim. Yeah. Grasping you, for straws here on the trying to make some drama on these airport meetups. TLC will always try and fool us. We're smarter than that, Rob. We're not going to fall for it. No. Okay. Not All us. Right. Flashback 48 hours earlier. Let's uh, learn a little bit about what's going on with Jimena. Jimena has two kids, uh, Juan David and Harold Steven. Yes, two kids, one three, one seven. Uh, we learn a little bit more about these kids. Uh, Juan's dad was a one night stand. Simply put, that's what she said. One that's night it. stand. One night stand. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold's dad. This was actually a very fascinating story. So this Harold's is dad, a wild story. <laughs> yes. So she meets Harold's dad through Facebook. Okay. 
through Facebook. Okay. But Facebook is uh, contributing to a lot of the 90 Day Fiance uh, hookups and pairings, uh, past and present. It, it. I feel like if you told people which social media network would represent uh, 90 Day, they would pick Facebook, Facebook. and yeah. for good reason. It makes sense. Um, so she had met uh, Harold's dad on Facebook, but then he was in jail, yeah. I guess. Yeah. What happened was it was something with his uncle and he tried to defend his uncle without thinking too much about it. Sure. So he ends up in prison and then she meets up with him in prison. Then the second time she went to visit him in prison, she got pregnant. Well, so, that now she got pregnant implies, okay, one thing led to another and like uh, this, you know, these things happen. She tells us that this was a uh, on, on her second meeting with this man in jail. This was a planned pregnancy to the point that she put her legs over her head. I'm not sure if that's like during the act or after. I'm not sure. I have to uh, research. Uh, but with the intention of that she was she wanted a pregnancy out of uh, this second meeting with Harold Stevens' dad. Yeah, so it sounds like Harold Stevens' dad had alluded to like we should the convincing her that we should have a baby and she, you know, bought what he was selling and then she agreed to it. And this was a planned pregnancy mm-hmm. at the second visit, not a happenstance pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And Rob, this is the part where you can correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like she's still into the dad. It sounds like she's still into I mean, the jail dad. Harold Stevens dad must have it going on because i yes. mean uh look i mean like this is like lesson learned here okay mike has bought what a table a refrigerator an oven uh, the, a couch the, a couch uh how many appliances okay uh so we see kimberly she has bought soja boy a ps5 and and, mm-hmm. fl- and flowers and a honeymoon suite and and, uh, and a macbook pro and and they can't get past potential. But this man is in jail, has uh, met Jimena uh, met on but two occasions, and she went in with the premeditated plan. I, I need to be impregnated by this man. Yep, and, and still loves him, but tells us that, well, I need someone that can support me right now, and he's going to be in jail for a minute. So that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fascinating, Rob. It's absolutely fascinating. And then I'd like to see is, a picture of this guy. I would like to meet him too, because what we hear from Jimena is that Mike is not the typical guy she's into. She's in, she likes big guys, is what she tells us. Big so I'm assuming, guys. I'm assuming Harold like, Stevens like Big dad, Ed. Big guy, not like Big Ed. That's a different big. That's no. There's a big no, no, Rob. Definitely not. Okay, no. No yes. one should be into okay. Big Ed. Yeah, she really, does, really. Uh, it's kind of a roast of Mike here from him. Oh uh, she talks about how uh, he is uh, not the type of guy I'm normally with. Uh, he isn't handsome physically. Uh, that also, uh, but his heart, his heart, his, he's not handsome physically. He's handsome in the heart and handsome in the wallet. Uh, those are good. 
Those are very mm-hmm. handsome. I feel a little bit bad for Mike. I mean, we've not even seen them interact. She does tell us and her family that she's like in love with him. So maybe she's at a place where, you know, if she's not attracted to him physically, like looks aren't everything, but maybe the heart is what's what's brought them together and is going to foster a good relationship. But I'm not going to lie to you. Hearing all of this from Jimena, I'm immediately worried about the future of these two. Because she also can't really speak English, we learn. Mm. And um, Mike's going to try and propose. It's. And I don't does love Mike it. know this whole backstory? But the. I mean, like, obviously, uh, that he knows that the. Uh, where the kids came from, but I don't know. I would love to know. I would love to know because it makes sense, even if he does know that they wouldn't tell us because TLC wanted us to get the reveal from Jimena. Yeah, because so, yeah, I have in my notes, uh, how is Mike going to react to her past? Because she says that yeah. she's nervous. Yeah. Best case scenario is she hasn't told him and she tells him on the season. That would be the best case scenario mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, Jimena's dad comes over and Jimena's dad is concerned that Jimena is going to get hurt in this uh, scenario with Mike? I'm sorry. uh, Has Jimena's dad met Mike? Yeah. Has she seen a a photo of Mike? I don't think he's seen a photo of Mike. I don't think he's seen the apartment by Mike, um, furnished by Mike very popularly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the dad's expecting, but then also I can't blame the dad if we're hearing about um, Jimena's past, and these are the past men. Mike, mm-hmm. she all he could think Mike is just the American version of what's been going on in the past. Well, I don't think anyone has expected what Mike's going to be like, including yeah. his family. But then, Rob, in the next time on, we do see Mike literally meeting the entire extended family right out the gate. Okay, so they're all going to meet yeah. Mike real quick. Like, really? Like, if you're worried about Mike, uh, Dad, have you heard the story about Harold Steven? How yeah. he was conceived? Harold Steven's got a whole memoir and is not even seven. Like, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you think Mike will uh, have any issues with him and his past? No. Mike has not been in a serious relationship beyond a year in high school. So Mike's fine. No matter what you throw at Mike, I think he's going to stick around (laughs) based on what we know about Mike. I think he's going to roll with the punches. I think so. I think he's going to gamble. He's going to roll the dice here. Everything's fine. Okay. All right. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're talking about Caleb and Alina. They finally met up and don't go anywhere because we got to still talk about Gino and Jasmine and Mm -hmm. the uh, timing of Gino's medication and everything else (laughs) that's going on with Gino and Jasmine right after this. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Caleb and Alina. Alina is at the airport waiting for Caleb. So so I I just want to get a clear picture here of... So Alina's friend, what was his name? Elijah. Elijah. Elijah got her to the airport, wheeled her to a certain point, and then left? left? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if Caleb's flight got delayed? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Um, Alina had insisted to do it this way. So Alina had said it. I'm assuming if, if the flight got delayed or something, Alina would have called Elijah. He would have come up. Like, this was a very bad or, like, inconvenient way to go about it. But she wanted that magical first moment of gazing on each other to be alone and not with Elijah yeah. there. Maybe so. they sort of, like, were looking at the big board. All right, his flight is uh, all right. His flight is all right. All right, get out of here, Elijah. Scram. Yeah, shoot, shoot. Okay, he's in baggage claim. Leave now. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Caleb sees her and gives her a hug. I found in this episode that the 90-day fiancé participants uh, were very loosey-goosey with the airport mask policies. Yes. A lot of them, like Hamza arrives at the airport, no mask until Memphis makes him wear mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Memphis was masked. Um, Alina was, Caleb was kind of like, he took it off midway. I don't love it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with things getting worse out here, but yeah, it, it, they, they are not following the rules all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they make it seem like it's a little bit more of a recommendation than uh, a policy at the airport. Then a literal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Caleb now is faced with a situation. I mean, he has all of his bags, uh, but now also Alina is in the wheelchair and Caleb is remarking about that. Boy, uh, this is a lot. What did you expect, Caleb? You dummy. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he was acting like he has no idea, no idea what and how, um, Alina's condition was like, he's never thought about it or seen it or anything. Right. And also like he seemed perturbed about Elijah coming to help. Yeah. You remember he was the one that, that cooked up a whole stink about it and mm-hmm. how he wanted them to be alone. But then obviously now he arrives with his two suitcases. Alina needs to be pushed with the wheelchair as well. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to juggle both of these things. And he does have a moment where he crouches down to talk eye to eye. And already I didn't like the way he went about that. And then he does tell her you're smaller than I thought mm-hmm. and that it's different. And 
And Rob, I know it's maybe too soon for me to say this. I have a feeling Caleb's out on this relationship. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Let's see. Let's see where where it goes. But uh, yeah, Alina, like she was the person in the position of boy. I am hoping to get some sort of a signal here that this is gonna work out. I mean, I I think it's easy to tell in all of these relationships. Like uh, like who is the person who wants the relationship more? Here it's Alina. Like it's obviously Mike. Like uh, it's clearly Gino. Like it's uh, it's mm-hmm. clearly Kimberly. Um, you know, uh, Memphis seems like a, a little bit more desperate than Hamza. Uh, we haven't met Johnny, but I think Ella is probably the more, uh, desperate person here. So like all these relationships, like, uh, I think there is a clear person who is like, uh, being pursued and, uh, the other person who is, uh, the pursuer. I agree. I agree. And I think that, Alina made this very clear throughout this episode when she kept saying, well, you know, why didn't he go in for a kiss? Why isn't he showing affection? Why isn't he hugging me? And, you know, Alina has talked about being very nervous about whether or not uh, Caleb was going to regret his decision or not like what he sees. And obviously these are feeding into that because he's not doing that. She's feeling very insecure about all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel sad for her because you know, she's been waiting for this moment for quite a bit right. and, and to see this reaction, especially from someone who has known her for 13 years. Not that they've been speaking the whole time, because obviously there was a big gap in between that like decade plus. But from someone who's known you for such a long time, I know it's hurting her to not to not get that immediate like yeah moment right right and uh, not even like a little bit uh and this is only going to get worse uh they get to the hotel and you know she's again looking for that confirmation they arrive at the hotel and caleb is like uh also perturbed like what i didn't know there was going to be so many stairs here what uh, that uh i mean uh like i'm not used to having to see if uh, a place is wheelchair accessible mm-hmm. and then he does say um yeah, I've never thought about the whole wheelchair accessibility before. Uh, there's a need to engage in and learn about this. Like, who are you, Andrew? Stop trying to use big words in your sentence. Just say that I didn't think about thinking about this and move on. Yeah. Okay, Caleb, just stop it. Please. He says he's getting a little overwhelmed. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And and again, very clear that he put zero thought into this, Rob. Mm-hmm. Zero thought. Uh, which kind of tells you all you need to know because what were the three things he packed that he had to protein tarot cards and magnum condoms for his mega dong <laughs> so those are the things he packed that's the that's what was his priority okay so they finally they get to the room finally okay and so he uh ends up uh you know helping alina get uh to the bed but then he's asking like a lot of questions about freaking Elijah. Yeah. So first he says, and this is where, again, I got fooled. I should know better. But he said, well, I'm glad that Elijah was here to help uh, in hindsight. And I'm like, that's good. You're recognizing yeah, okay. that you messed up there. But then she's like, yeah, he's, he stayed with me though that night. And he's like, wait, here? Where exactly? Oh, my side of the bed. And then he's like examining the What was he looking for? Like uh, hair samples? DNA? Like, I don't know. He he was very much. What was he going to find? I have no idea. But then 
he asked, she asked him, is it weird that he slept? He's like, yeah, I think it's a little bit weird that he slept in, in bed here. Like, what did you cuddle or something? And she's like, no. He's like, well, you could cuddle. I cuddle with my friends. And I thought, then why did you sound irritated that mm-hmm. they could have been cuddling? Yeah, and why are you being a one-upper? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, what do you think this is a competition, buddy? Like, I don't know. Um, so she said, he says he cuddles his friends. And then she asked, well, when you hug me, is it like friends? And he's like, no, she's like, I don't know. Americans are weird. So I don't know what you're, what you're like. Mm-hmm. And then he says that he has no mental energy and that he's going to go clean up and go to bed. And to Alina, this was, well, we've waited all this mm-hmm. time for, to see each other and you want to go to bed immediately. That's not a good She sign. was pushing hard for a kiss. Uh, she was, uh, she leaned, she leaned in. Mm-hmm. I think she was putting it out there. I mean, uh, she even had Elijah iron her outfit for this day. And so she was there and he uh, got up to go. And uh, yeah, I think I need to go take a shower. Yeah, no, you could see the look of defeat in her eyes. Like you could see she wanted the kiss. She didn't get it. And I mean, I don't blame her, Rob. If I had worries about how I was going to be perceived and and uh, rejection, and I've had a past where people have like literally ghosted me when I've gone to see them, then this is just bringing up all those feelings. And the person in front of me is not doing a good job of trying to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, Puya, where do we go from here? Do you feel like that we are going to see Alina and Caleb's like uh, figure out some of their differences, or is this just going to be like uh, a awkward trip, and then Caleb is going to be trying to get back to the U.S.? That I think the second one. I think what's going to happen is Caleb is going to realize he knows he's on TV. He's going to play this up to like, well, I didn't know. Wow, this is so much harder. And then I could see him trying to spin it in a, you deserve better than me. I can't be there for mm-hmm. you. Yada, yada. Um, he's going to have a problem with Elijah. That's going to feed into it. And then he's going to make his escape. But Rob, I learned something new this week about 90 Day that I didn't know before. What is and it? I found out that there are bonus scenes that are not shown to us. Yes. And you would think they're so starved for content. I know. How could there be bonus scenes? Instead of commercials, you could have been given us these scenes because they do help with the plot. So first of all, I learned that these scenes only happen during the reruns of the episode Fridays and the Sundays before the new episode. They pepper in these bonus scenes. So if so, you watch the repeat, then there is some rewarded. new stuff. It's like when they used to have like the uh, Survivor clip show and mm. then you get like uh, an extra scene. Exactly. And it's not like the scenes are dumb. They're actually very. There's two scenes, one for Gino and Jasmine that I'm going to bring up later. One for Caleb and Alina, because Caleb does bring up that he doesn't he didn't realize how small Alina was. But then in this clip, Rob, we learned that he's literally packed in his luggage a it's like a human backpack. It's like, you know, the thing that for like to have a baby in the front. Yeah. But this is like a papoose. Yes. And it's for the he puts it like you're supposed to wear it on your back and then the person can be sitting in the back. And he was he got this with him. And his idea was, well, I know Alina is going to have a hard time with like any hiking or sightseeing so this way we can both see the world together and it'll be completely fine so if you've bought this then you should know what alina is going to expect and how it's going to be difficult for her so 
That's why I think he's a little bit he's full gonna, of like, it. you know, full on Hodor to this thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He should. I mean, he should quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, but he's definitely going to make himself seem like a martyr for yeah. doing it. Yeah. I bet you anything. Yeah. He's ready to hold the door to that the cab. Let me uh, hop in. Yeah. Oh, is Elijah going to be in the cab? Then I'm out. I don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see where they go next with uh, Caleb and Alina. Last but never least, it's Gino and Jasmine. And boy, this was another wild week with Gino and Jasmine. What a roller coaster. It's been so much fun, Rob. So much fun in that they're both horrible in they're their own way. Both, yeah, insane in totally different ways. And it's fireworks, so it's mm-hmm. fun to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So they're going to be spending Christmas and New Year's together. Uh, presumably, this is uh, Christmas 2020. So this is they're a full year in the past. Yes, 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 yes. They're a year in the past in their storyline. And he's arrived to, to have these you know festivities with her. So we saw them last episode. They were getting ready to go eat. And now we continue. They're going to the restaurant, what seems to be in the hotel. And Gino, first of all, he tells us, ooh, I'm going to have my first Panama meal, proceeds to order a burger with American cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Panaman. Yes. Um, he loves meat, Gina Jasmine tells us. Uh, typical American. He uh, love, loves his meat. Yeah, he loves his meat. Your boy likes his meat with the American cheese on it, with the tomatoes, with the bacon. I mean, the burger looked delicious, so... Mm-hmm. I can't fault him too much, uh, but this was definitely Jasmine telling us that. Yeah, I don't love it as a as a vegan. Mm-hmm. I'm not about this. Yeah. Sorry, vegan or vegetarian? I forgot. I, I thought she said vegan. vegan. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, this is where things get interesting, Rob, because a phone goes off, and yeah. I immediately thought it was his phone. I was wrong. No. Yeah. Jasmine's it, phone. She has mm-hmm. a message from Paul, and so then. We uh, get the question from Gino. Who is Paul? Uh, You know, what's the report? And Jasmine looked like she had just received the best news. She was like, oh, Oh. Paul. Oh, I'll show you who Paul is. Let me show you. Let me show you this. Because, yeah, this was sort of like that. um, I'm trying to think of uh, what what this is. This is like in. uh, Entrapment. Yeah, entrapment is sort of like uh, like they went to go play like go fish. It's like got any sevens? Like uh, no. Okay, well let me show you my cards here because uh, like mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't have sevens. Let me show you what I have uh, because now the when now you have given me the authority to now ask you anything because you have opened Pandora's box here by asking me a question about one of my messages. So now I am authorized to ask you whatever I want. Yeah, because then she shows her phone and says, look, it's Paulina, not Paul. See? Okay, good. Now my turn. Show me your phone. You're full. You're full. Mm-hmm. Opens Instagram. Oh, there's a friend request? Who is who is this? He's like, I don't know. She's like, okay, delete and block. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And then she really turns on the control, Rob. She tells him to drink his wine, and then we're going to go to the bedroom. Tells him, you're paying because it's the first date. She went all in on on controlling the Gino yeah. seamlessly. You, I mean, she literally says uh, to start off the next segment that uh, Gino should do what she tells him to. 
If I tell you something, just do it. Just do it. That's it. it. That's it. Okay. So uh, the check comes and the check comes. And so uh, that she told Gino, okay, it's the first date. You have to pay. Gino goes to leave the waitress a tip. Uh, Yes. Jasmine asks, what are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you says, giving well, giving this woman a tip? It's like, well, it was good service. I thought the service was good. You know, they they got the American cheese. I like American cheese. Mm-hmm. They had it. So he was about to leave a tip. And she says, no. Rob, did you catch the reasoning why? Because I was a little bit confused on what she was saying here. Yeah. So uh, what she said is that I guess the Americans come here and then they tip the wait staff. And then the waiters and waitresses uh, get used to it. And then uh, the Panamanian people, uh, they can't afford to leave a tip. And so you are ruining it for everybody by tipping. So basically, it's a you're making me look bad because I wouldn't do this. Yeah. But right. like you would have thought like if, if you just like sort of like gave somebody the context about like uh, this couple got into a fight because you would think like, oh, well, he must have given her like, you know, what, 45 percent, 50 percent tip um, that my guy Gino uh, is all he's only trying to tip 15 percent. Yeah, he's not like the, the bare minimum all that much. Right. Yeah. Right. And Jasmine is like, what are you doing? Yeah. You and must have I- something going on with the waitress. She literally said, what do you have with the waitress? You must be into the waitress. Um, Jasmine, he's been in Panama for 45 minutes. He doesn't know anybody else. Stop this. Um, Mm -hmm. I found that interesting because it caused me to go Google because I know that for the longest time in the UAE where I where I was born, uh, you were not tipping was not a thing that happened. It was not acceptable at all. Then it opened up, became a normal thing. I looked it up in Panama. It's customary to leave about a 10% tip. 10%. And even if the argument is, well, in, in the local, like in the town, it's different. They're in a literal, what looks to be a very swanky resort. And it makes, like, obviously the tourists are going to be tipping. Like, that made complete sense to me. This was Jasmine kind of blowing it out of proportion. Um, to me, almost even in a this will be a good opportunity to get some TV time way because I just didn't understand the leap Jasmine made. So it's either Jasmine knows what she's doing and is hamming it up or Jasmine is absolutely on one. And just, this is what we got to expect from Jasmine because she's wilding. Mm-hmm. Yo, she's wilding. Uh, <laughs> she's out of control. Uh, so that they go back up to the room and, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, uh, I, that's it. Uh, I'm going to take a shower. And she's just like, Oh, well, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, I don't know what you expected. You know, she said she doesn't want the tip. So mm-hmm. no tip mm-hmm. not happening. She doesn't talk to him. Yeah, Gino's so concerned about the pill, too, of like, oh, wait, I, but like right now would be the perfect time for me to pop the blue pill if we're going to do stuff later. But now I don't know. It's like, Gino, you're going to be fine. Trust me. OK, uh, when you say you're going to be fine, you you mm-hmm. feel like that when when the time comes, Gino will be ready. I think Gino's person would be fine yeah, maybe for a very small amount of time, but well, would 
So I think that's the issue. Like I, so for, for Gino, I, I got the sense from what, how he's talking about this, Mm -hmm. that I think it's, he's less concerned about his, uh, uh, ability to show up Ah. more concerned about the performance enhancing, uh, uh, power of that. I think he feels maybe that he might not be able to, uh, deliver the, uh, marathon performance, uh, here that might, uh, be what Jasmine can expect. He talks about setting the tone for the whole relationship. So like, uh, I, I think that that is more of the issue that he is uh, looking to potentially to use baseball terms, uh, maybe uh, be able to get into the eighth, ninth inning of a game as opposed to be a reliever who's going to come in and throw one inning. Right, right, right. He doesn't want to produce a single. He wants to produce a whole album. That makes sense. All right, yeah. I'm picking it up. Yes, yeah. yes. And so okay. I think he needs the stamina to be able to uh, maybe, you know, uh, be able to uh, produce uh, maybe more than one album in the night. Right. And so he's worried about this. He doesn't know if he should go to the studio or call it a night. He doesn't know which way to have to go. Call Soldier Boy. Yeah. If Soldier Boy would tell you, listen, Call it a night, play some PS5, your life is fine. You're mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, she to, comes to do out. the power move, leave. <laughs> it really is the most elite power move because I don't think Jasmine's expecting this from Gino. So that would have been great. If but that's Gino said happened. he was not staying in the room with Jasmine, uh, she would have murdered him and I think <laughs> just like uh you know, ripped him limb from limb. Yeah, he would not have made it out of that room unless he ran before she could retaliate. So mm-hmm. Rob, Jasmine comes out of the room. She says, I needed space. She comes out of the room in what I can only describe as lingerie. I'm pretty sure it was lingerie. Pajamas, uh, as Jasmine described them. Lingerie pajamas is where I, that's the compromise for me. Yeah. So then I start realizing, okay, I think I know what Jasmine's doing. Jasmine then tells us that she wants to have sex. She thinks that'll be the best way to just put everything behind them. A and reconciliation. To, exactly. And to put everything back into its balance and, and move on. Okay. So Wait, hold on. Let's we'll go back to Gino with, okay. uh, with, with the blue pill. Okay. Uh, okay. Blue pill, red pill, uh, matrix time for, for Gino. Um, should Gino have uh, taken the medicine? I mean, I think so. What's the... Okay, you what's know the what? downside right the downside is um yeah he does he, not seem to have a short supply right he seems to be packing for the trip he's fine he got a whole box plenty of he's ammo good. yeah right and i think that it wouldn't seem like i don't yeah i don't see a drawback i think he would have been completely fine to yeah. do so um yeah. i wonder could he could take half right just have a halfy mm-hmm. why not why mm-hmm. not? Because that's yeah. that's more Split of a the difference. Safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, I don't know how this is going to go. Jasmine is unpredictable. Uh, maybe yes. Uh, maybe no. Like, I'd like to go to sleep if it's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, if if, uh, if nothing's going on. And like, we're not going anywhere else tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm home for the night. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could have been fine. Um mm-hmm. I think my biggest problem with him is that he didn't shower despite having traveled. That well, really bothered me. 
Yeah, so uh, so then uh, and then so so Jasmine comes out and then sort of like uh, like oh wait hold on this thing it's on this is not a drill why mm-hmm. didn't he take the pill and then go take a shower but mm-hmm. buy some time here uh, instead he's just fumbling around like uh I gotta, I gotta charge my phone I gotta charge my phone and I'm Which, like oh she's gonna explode like what do you need your phone for are you was the worst a call. Thing. Yeah, he kept pushing that he needs to charge his phone. You don't need your phone. The only person in the world you need to answer to is here. So you don't need – that was a bad excuse. I agree with you. He should have said, all right, let me just go shower quickly, and then I'll be right out, and and we're good to go. And then he could have taken his clothes and the pill. Boom. Done. And Puya, not for anything, the way that this man was stumbling around the room trying to find uh, a place to charge his phone did not give me a lot of confidence for whatever is going to come later in the night with Jasmine. Oh, definitely not. I don't think he's going to find anything if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I don't think he's got the map. I don't think he knows. (laughs) Yeah. Gino, more like don't know. I don't think he knows. Yeah. I mean, seems seem to have some issues. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Navigationally speaking, not in the right place. Um, then when we saw the preliminary moves in the kissing and the, yeah. and the holding, well, it was all, so did, awkward. Did he get in the bed with his shoes on again? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He's, he's very right. gross. Gino, okay. If you're listening. All right. Step one. Okay. You, you're going to want to take your shoes off. Yes. Shoes off. Look, like uh, I don't have all the, the tips, but I'm, I'm going to start here. Yeah. My nickname isn't bad moves. <laughs> it's not good moves. It's moves. So we still have something in the department to give you. Okay, Gino. Um, your nickname is becoming bad moves real quick. So. <laughs> And so then um, Jasmine tells us that Gino needs to know how to deal with the beast that's inside of her. Puya, what was Jasmine referring to here? I think that Jasmine was referring to when it comes to bedroom stuff, that's when, you know, the freak in the sheets saying comes into play. I think she means that she is very much like, alive and 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 active in the bedroom see i wasn't sure if she was referring to the like okay that gino has to understand i'm gonna get when he tries to tip a waitress i'm gonna get mad about that or it was she referring to that hey there is (laughs) there is uh the uh uh fox demon fox inside of me uh and that is the beast that he needs to uh be able to tame yeah, no one tell Ella, but no, I think that 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 the the tip side of things, Rob, that one's a given. I think she assumes that he should know that, but the stuff he wouldn't know about is the bedroom stuff that they've not had a chance to do yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So then they get into the bed, and Gino is just like laughing and giggling and uh, talking about like you're you're so hot and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I've. He's 50, what, 51, 52? Yeah. The bedroom talk is at a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, he's giggling. And um, listen, she seems to be into him still. Like it's working yeah. on her. She hasn't kicked so, him out. Um, no. But then what's, what's going on with his shoulder? He has some sort of a, like a work injury. <laughs> 
don't know what he could have been doing to throw out his shoulder, but I guess he leaned on it a little too much. And he was like, no, 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 no. We have to readjust my shoulder. <laughs> my <for a> shoulder. <laughs> and like, they haven't done anything yet. And his shoulder hurts. So mm-hmm. I don't know what she thinks she can get out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rob, she tries for it. She goes for the hail Mary says, take off your hat. And he said, no, I will not be taking <laughs> off my hat. I would like to keep it on, please. Choices. Gino, Gino. I mean, this is a woman who has told us that Gino should do what she tells him to do. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and you're going to push back on the hat? I. It's wild. It's interesting to me because, again, she is the one person that you should be cool with seeing you without a hat. Hmm. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I don't see how that's gonna. How where that's gonna take him, and I don't see him winning that. Rob. I. I. I'm gonna predict we're gonna see Gino without the hat. I am. <laughs> okay. That. We'll see. Uh, Puya. Next week when we come back, do you think will mm-hmm. we get sort of the aftermath? Where will we find out? Uh, like, how did Gino do? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, they're going to tell us what Gino did in the bedroom and how it was. Jasmine will. She will. I will say that I have some. I have some faith in Gino that I feel like that. Uh, I think that just the overall uh, excitement and and just like the the anticipation, I think is going to help uh, carry the day here for Gino. But did we see him take the pill? Did he do that? I don't think he took the pill. No, no. It might be quickie. It might be a very like quick review here. I think I he know. bounces back. I think he's uh, look the, the, that he's put you know that much energy into getting here. Okay. I think that well, the, that there is a uh, a level of just uh, overall excitement that I think that he is. Go- I think Gino is going to be okay. Okay, so you think Gino's going to be fine. I think it's going to be a Gino no, and then next week we'll find out which one it ends up being. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Puya, anything else about this tweak on 90 Day Fiance? Um, I really couldn't say so. It was uh, – now that we've talked about everything, it was actually very fun. I enjoyed myself. Yes. And next week looks like it's going to be a lot of fun as well. So we're we're going to be having content full of podcasts coming through. So it'll be great. And then I will not be talking about the single life this week. I feel like I've already taken enough time out of my visit here with the old in-laws. So I'll have to head on back. But then next week, I'll do a double feature with this week's single life and next week's single life at the end of the podcast. Hey, double so feature of single life coming up uh, next week on the podcast. But yeah, anything else coming up for you this week? Um, Let me think about it real quick. Um. I don't think so. I think that's about it for me here. I, it is weird because there's no mass Singer now. Mm-hmm. So we got the mass Singer uh, free uh, holiday at this point. But no, Rob, it, this was a pleasure. Got to do this with you. Um, I will be back on my Twitch stream when I get back home. So about like the weekend is probably where I would aim for that. Twitch.tv slash Puya. And uh, then uh, all eyes on when we come back together again for 90 next week. Okay. 
All right. Well, Puya, so much fun to go through uh, this. Looking forward to seeing where we go next with all these uh, wild characters. So happy to have you along uh, talking to you, breaking the fourth wall, the listeners at home along with us mm-hmm. on uh, this journey. Of course, you can subscribe. Make sure you don't miss any of the 90 Day uh, Fiance between this season and all the future seasons of 90 Day Fiance. Subscribe at robiswebsite.com slash 90 Day Fiance. I'm sorry, 90 Day Feed, I should say. And then, of course, uh, we will have uh, some best ofs uh, coming up uh, this week the best of RHAP maybe there'll be some 90 day fiance talk uh, there along the way spoiler alert Uh, be on the lookout for that plus uh, we'll get into some amazing race preview as well here on Rob's podcast so thanks so much for joining us take care everybody have a good one bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.